Here we go. Let's do this. Do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, hey, Wes. <laughs> How's it going? Yes, Brian. How you doing, man? Well, I mean, considering it is Wes Day, I'm doing great. Is that is that what we decided? West Day? It's, it doesn't sound awkward enough for without parole. I feel like if it's going to be a, a without parole thing, we have to stumble through it. It definitely has to be like Westness Day or something. It can't, it can't well, be simple. Well, yeah, Westness Day? Westness yeah, Day. Yeah, I got thinking about that. I got thinking about that. Do we call it Wednesday? Day? No, we don't do that. It's just Wednesday. So uh, happy West Day, everyone. It is hump day. We can all agree on that. Uh, well, listen, if it's hump day and West Day, I hope that I hope we can incorporate the, both of those things into the same action. Uh, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey uh, every day's hump day around here. <laughs> since since it is hump day around here, um, marry, fuck, kill. Lucky, Astrobot, Quill. Oh my goodness, um, Quill! I wasn't expecting Quill. I was expecting you to say something else. Well, obviously, um, we're going to marry uh quill i would suppose we have that emotional attachment mm -hmm. uh we're gonna fuck astrobot because obvious reasons so uh sorry lucky uh sorry about your luck oh no so unlucky <laughs> wait <laughs> I, I do i do like that you said obvious reasons and i just went uh-huh like we all know that like astro is really good in bed because he's a machine <laughs> well I can elaborate. Oh, dude, I mean, we got nothing but time, <laughs> so by all means. Well, I, I well, I feel like one of the uh, the best things about the Astrobot title is the various different roles that you'll find Astro uh, taking on as you progress through the game. So, uh, being such a, a great role player, I think that Astrobot obviously uh, fits into the uh, the fuck category here. I, and I think that's all you have to say. Let's uh, let's start the show. Let's do it. This is PSVR Gamescast Live. We film live every single Monday, West Day. And Friday, right here on PSVR Without Parole. My name's Brian Paul from this channel right here. And this guy over here, Wes Day himself, Wes Dillon from Virtual Strangers, a.k.a. Lethal Weasel VR. How you doing, Wes? I am doing very well, Brian Paul. How are you doing? How are you doing, cats? Are, are we all enjoying our West Day so far? I mean, it's so much better now, man. You're making our hump day suck a little bit less. Wait a minute. I don't think that's what we want on hump day. We want more suck. You know what? This, can, let's, let's, let's stop the stream and start Abort. over. This isn't going well. Abort. Let's move on. That All that Astrobot sex talk has <laughs> kind of uh, thrown us for a loop here, right? Yeah, for sure. I think I, I don't think anybody disagrees with you, by the way. Uh, I think everybody's like, yeah, Lucky must die. He looks too much like uh, Sonic or Miles Prower uh, needs to die. Um we got Professor we'll Lewis in the chat with the $5 tip. says, vote for your choice in the Discord. We will announce the April 10th and April 17th games this Friday before and during the Gamescast. Excellent. You guys are really, you're really getting ahead of the game. I like that. Um, so, yeah, don't forget that if you want to participate in Sunday's multiplayer meetup, which is thankfully taken care of by our good friend here, Professor Lilith, uh, make sure you join our Discord. Click the link in the description and get in on the weekly Sunday multiplayer meetups. Very good stuff i haven't participated in a while because i'm really just a terrible person 
That gets us caught up on tips. I understand. Yeah. We're busy, man. We're busy, bro. For sure, man. Somebody's got to play Lucky's Tale around here. Right, right. So, uh, so, uh, speaking of multiplayer, uh, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> so here I go hosting again. Uh, I want to throw a, uh, a call out there to the cats because I know you do have a few resident um, rec room as experts. And uh, as I recently explained on our channel, we're going to be doing a, an episode on location with uh, Jimmy Bowers from Men Dreams. And I want to show him around Rec Room a little bit, but I'm not that familiar with the user-created stuff in there. It's all the official stuff is, is all that I'd normally do when I'm in there. So I'm open and begging for uh, suggestions here. So if any of you out there who uh, frequent Rec Room want to uh, send a few suggestions my way, awesome stuff only. I would very much appreciate it. We're gonna have to get, we're gonna have to get an Ask Wes channel over on our Discord. Maybe one of our moderators who's listening right now can take care of that, um, and then that way they can just easily uh, leave comments and, and questions for you in there. And that would be a great place for all of the all the rec room suggestions. Ask Wes. Yeah, that would make uh, things uh, way much wheezier, weaselly. <laughs> We got Luffy the Underground Game Cat with the two euros says happy hump day. Astro is hot as hell. I don't I don't know what can of worms I opened, but but it's open, man. So bring it on. Uh Astro's Bring hot on the fan hell. art. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> All right, man. We got we've got a lot of shit to talk about today. Um it's it's uh it's, it's it's luckily luckily for us because we were, we really wanted to do this topic and uh, and I think it would have been really difficult to do this if there was a ton of news to talk about today. So luckily we're taking advantage of this slow news day uh, in order to talk about the thing that is uh, all over the thumbnail. Uh, let's talk about Lucky's Tale first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, deal. Uh, so you, yeah. Can, can you can you tell this is just going to be like a off the rails episode, which is which is fine by me. Hopefully, it's fine with everybody out there. Um, but we'll we'll talk about all those all those awesome indie developers uh, in just a minute. But uh, with Lucky's Tale basically launching tomorrow, uh, and I and I just got my first impressions out there today. Uh, this is a game that you're way more familiar with, right, Wes? Absolutely. Uh, when I first uh, started on with PC VR, which was like late 2018, one of the very first games in my library was Lucky's Tale because uh, I did start on Oculus Rift CV1, and back then, that was a pack-in game. This game came with the Oculus Rift. Uh, so literally, as long as I've been playing PC VR, uh, I've had Lucky's Tale, and uh, I've tried every VR iteration uh, that has come out there, and yeah, I'm very familiar with it. Okay, so... Uh First and foremost, I think like I, I'm pretty sure you're able to kind of like reach into this world and interact with Lucky a little bit on other platforms, right? Is there just a, that much? Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's all pretty much gamepad style stuff. That you may be able to uh, to to do a few little uh, novelty things, but it's nothing like it's not like Moss or anything like that where uh, you actually have an impact on the game. It's all just uh, you know. Uh, a few bells and whistles, if it's even there. I, to be honest, I don't know. I typically don't even care about stuff like that. But <laughs> um, that seems right. It sounds right. Okay. Yeah, because it, it was one of the things that when I first uh, jumped into the game, I, I tried it out with the Dual Sense first, just to see if you could play with the Dual Sense, uh, and then I switched over to Dual Shock Four to see if there's any difference, and there was no difference. Uh, 
that being kind of like bringing up two issues, I think, with the PSVR port right off the bat, which is, A, uh, you can't reach into the world and like, you know, pet lucky or whatever, which, you know, not not the end of the world. I'd much rather be using a DualShock 4 for a platformer um, and no big deal. You know, I mean, like you said, it's kind of a novelty, even in even in Moss, uh, when you pet Quill, it's like, it's cute, uh, but it's absolutely not necessary. Uh, and the other part of that is, um, is that there's no vibration in either controller. Like the DualSense is amazing, you know, has amazing haptic feedback and the DualShock 4 is pretty good on its own. And just running around this world with like zero feedback, zero sensation coming from that controller, which is a little surprising. It just made it feel, made that element of it feel a little bit emptier than it should have. Um, so I, I, so, but so I don't, I don't know if I'm like losing out because I really never played this, uh, on quest or PC or anywhere else. Well, it did stand out to me a little bit. Um, I never really made a mental note before of, you know, whether or not that, you know, what kind of haptics it had in the other versions. Yeah. Um, but it did stand out to me as a missed opportunity as I was playing today, just for that reason. Typically when you play a game on PlayStation, it has pretty good haptics, uh, because of, you know, the very capable hardware. Uh, so, so this game does run with dual sense. Did you, did you yeah. say? Yeah. 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 There's, there's zero oh. light tracking abilities in this game at all. Even like when you pick up a bomb and you throw it at the target, that's all done with like the head tracking. Well, I can say on the, uh, on the other versions, as I recall, um, you, you do have some like in-game representation of your hands. Like, but I think it comes and goes. Like, if you move your hands or press a button or something, it'll show up and then kind of fade out. It's nothing that that really um, impacts the game at all. This is a gamepad style game on on all platforms, and uh, yeah, I do. I kind of agree with you there. there there's certainly uh, a missed opportunity for enhanced immersion through haptics. I always feel like haptics is one of those things that you don't really pay that much attention to until it's not there. And then you go, wait a minute, where is it? Right. Right. So if, if it's doing it well, then you don't even mention it in a review. You don't even talk about it. You don't even think about it while you're playing. And then when it's not there, you're like, oh, something is obviously missing right here. Um, again, not the end of the world, but, uh, you know, you would think that if they were doing a proper PSVR port. Uh, but that aside, um, I was actually surprised because I'd heard a lot of, I don't want to say negative uh, things about Lucky's Tale, but I guess I guess I'd heard that it was just super basic and just a very straightforward platformer. And although I do think that's what we got, uh, it's charming and it's and it's and it's kind of pretty. I like the art style and it's like crisp and clear and just sort of you know not the most challenging thing I've ever played. It's actually pretty easy, uh, but I'm just having fun. I'm just sort of enjoying the romp through the game. Um, you know, and I'm sure there's doing the time trials and stuff, there's, there's ways to make it more challenging. Um, but I was expecting it to be just kind of bored at the, at the overall blandness of the thing. And, and I'm not, I'm actually really enjoying it. Uh, so having much more fun than I anticipated. Although, yeah, you, well, it's, it's one of those, you've, you've had it forever. So are you bored with it by now? Uh, well, I mean, I, I certainly, um, could do without having to run through the first couple of levels. <laughs> I've played those ones a ton. <laughs> Uh, but no, no, it's a quality game from a quality studio. It, it's going to be one of these things where if platformers are your thing, you're going to dig it. And if they're not, you're not going to. Um, and even, you know, I'd even go a step further to say out of all the different platformers that are in VR, this one's probably the most Mario like uh, in terms of feel. Not really so much gameplay, but it feels kind of like. Uh, a game that you would have played on your console 20 years ago. 
only now you're in the game, which is kind of cool, right? Because I don't know about you, but back then, this is the sort of thing I used to dream about is being able to get in these games and experience them from the inside. Yeah. Yeah. And, and especially because so many, um, so many platformers become puzzle platformers, right? I think, I think that, you know, as, as a platformer fan, too frequently you jump into a platformer and go, oh man, like this is this is going to focus too heavily on the puzzles. This isn't all that much fun. And you know, I mean, I I like puzzles. I just don't know if I like them in my platformers. Uh, I, I felt that way about Braid. I felt that way about a lot of like very very popular games. Uh, and I'm just like, man, it's just that's not that's not what I want out of a platformer. And so kind of just like breezing through this and just being like, you know, there there are certainly moments where you stop and go, oh, what's the best way to tackle this next area? Um, you know, like for the most number of points or to be able to get that coin or to be able to get this object that's over here, like, you know, like, oh, I need to jump on this guy's head and then do a double jump and blah, 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 whatever. But it's all platforming puzzle stuff. It's not like stopping you in your tracks and here's a fucking puzzle. You're like, oh man, that's no. And so I, I think for pure, pure platformer fans, you're going to find something like really enjoyable here and you know, get, get rid of the mentally taxing stuff. Yeah, uh, probably the best example of a pure platformer in VR. And honestly, I'm surprised uh, that it has taken till 2022 for this game to come to PlayStation VR. Because, you know, when I first played this on PC all those years ago, I mean, that was the first thing that popped in my mind. Like, oh my God, why is this on PC? PC players aren't going to appreciate this. But, you know, the more casual gamers that you find on, on the PlayStation network uh, would love something like this. Yeah. So even though it is... Uh, you know, a, a few years too late, in my opinion. I do think that this is a welcome addition to the catalog. Yeah. Um, two tips in the chat. Uh, Mash Daddy Cool, the $2 tip says, It's charming is the kiss, it's the kiss of death for a game. LOL. Uh, I, I, I obviously disagree. Uh, <laughs> I think that uh, Astrobot is an amazing game uh, and Moss is an amazing game, but both of those reek of, reek of charm. And, uh, and I think that's the selling point for both of those games, big time. Although I, I do feel like Mash Daddy Cool's trolling us a little bit. Well, um, I guess you kind of need to know this is something that we hear a lot about quest games uh, in our community. Um, the the ones that uh, the PC players don't like uh, are garbage, and the ones that the PC players do like are charming. Oh, so that's how uh, yeah, we, we've heard this before. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then Looper, the underground game cap with the two euro says, is this April VRAF? And the answer is, uh, I don't think it's going to be VRAF. Um, April's PSVRAF event. Uh, I was really wanting to, to do another one this year. I had, I had such, such fun with the last years, but it was so much work. And, uh, but it all, but all the pieces were coming together very, very, uh, like kind of perfectly, you know, I was getting, I was, uh, the, the, the more I was getting into it, the more developers wanted to be part of it. And, uh, and it was working out really, really well. This is just like such a slow time for PSVR one that like, it, I think it would be pretty impossible to do a April's PSVR AF event this, this year. Um, but if I can, if I can find a way to do a similar event later in the year, uh, maybe when things are heating up for PSVR two, or people are trying to get their projects out for PSVR one kind of at the last minute before the uh, transition, uh, then maybe, maybe we'll find a way to do that. But Thanks for asking that, Looper. Um, yeah. So, just overall, I think the though, uh, that. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, I was going to say I think that uh, the coming of PlayStation VR two is going to make the uh, the PSVR AF event uh, epic when it finally does get here. I think uh, 
I think that it's going to be, it's not just going to be a special in name. It's going to literally be pretty special. So uh, looking forward to it. Let's hope so, man. I can't wait until the, um, until all of the, uh, until everyone's just allowed to talk about what they're working on, because I do think that there's a lot of teams out there right now who a lot of those teams will be talking about in just a minute, um, who are kind of excited to share what they've been working on for the last six months, 12 months, 18 months, three, four, five years, you know, a lot of them have been development for a while. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'm, so I'm just, I'm sort of just getting started with Lucky's Tale, uh, just to kind of put a cap on this conversation. Um, but you, you've, you've certainly played through it. Uh, I mean, did you get thumbs up, thumbs down? Where are you kind of at with this thing over, like in general? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think it benefits from the fact that uh, there aren't a whole lot of games like this in the PlayStation VR library, surprisingly. Now, it, now it does kind of suffer because, obviously, it's nowhere near like Astrobot, uh, which is the gold standard for VR platformers on all platforms. Uh, but, it, I mean, I think it's going to benefit here from, uh, you know, being able to, to kind of be there for those platforming fans who have played Astrobot once, twice, three times, and really have nowhere else to go with it. Now you've got something to do. Uh, I would class it as a bit of a child's game. It is not difficult. Uh, maybe the time trial stuff, a little bit of challenge. I like to find challenge in, um, you know, trying to get all the coins. That can be very challenging because there's literally coins everywhere in this thing. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're hidden in... Um, in plain sight it's kind of like invisible coins that you have to walk into an area for them to show up uh, i mean you hit the light post you hit the butterflies you walk through the grass there are coins everywhere so if you want some challenge try to get all the coins and i haven't looked at the trophy list yet but i got to imagine that there's some uh, challenge to be had in there as well yeah it seems like it seems like it could be a fun platinum depending on exactly what trophies are involved um but yeah yeah, I would say I, I would. So far, the campaign feels very much like a kid's game. Uh, so I, I am really hoping that those that those time trials and the red coin collection uh, segments. Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna play the crap out of it tonight for uh, for review. So I'll know much more about all that tomorrow. But um, a couple more things. Uh, I, I was very impressed, as I always have been, with the sound design here. I think it's one of the uh, strong points of the game, and one of the reasons why it's so surprising that there isn't a haptic element to it, because typically the haptics and the sound go hand in hand, and the sound's so good, but, you know, like you said, the haptics aren't there. Um, and with the levels, uh, while they're all kind of samey, they do tend to get better as you go in terms of like art style. And, you know, for me, a game like this that doesn't really have a lot of challenge. Uh, a lot of the joy in it is just being in these worlds and, and, you know, taking in the environments that the, the enemies, just the, uh, the overall presence uh, that you get when you're in a, a cartoony, uh, charming world like this. And it does tend to uh, get better as you go. Uh, so I would, uh, I would say if you're liking it so far, then you should probably keep going because it does get better. Nice. Nice. Well, that's definitely the plan for tonight. Uh, so hopefully uh, hopefully I'll have some final thoughts on it tomorrow, depending on exactly how long it is. I think most people in the chat were telling me it's around like three hours or so just to get through the campaign. But yeah, no, that's about right. Yeah. All right. So nothing too crazy. Um, <laughs> Emily Baxter. I knew Emily Baxter was going to... Uh, chime in on this at some point uh, <laughs> the cartoony witch game kitten says she, we should get a platinum just for playing it 
That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> all right, man. So- I thought you were reading her, uh, her other comment here. Uh, it's muffled due to ball gag cereal, which uh, I don't know what that means, but it is certainly hilarious. Yep. Yep. We're going to let that one slide. Um, <laughs> so, guys, uh, one of the things we wanted to talk about today was, uh, you know, we're getting closer and closer to the launch of PSVR 2, uh, depending on which websites you're reading and depending on who you're talking to. Uh, that that could happen anywhere between Q4 this year, Q1 next year. Or there was an article just published today that reliable sources are pointing to Q4 next year, which I think uh, is about as ridiculous story as I've ever heard in my life. I'd love to know who their sources are for that because I've never heard anything uh, so crazy in my life. Um, that being said, we're getting closer by the day. It's mere minutes away, as we like to say here on Without Parole. Minutes away. It's minutes away. I mean, it's a lot of fucking minutes, but it's just minutes away. <laughs> uh, so, uh, And so we want to take a look at some of these developers who have been you know, either prolific on PSVR 1 or just shown a lot of promise on PSVR 1 uh, and really uh, which ones of those we think are going to like really be leading the charge next gen as far as like innovative uh, PSVR 2 games go, uh, creative PSVR 2 games, or just solid PSVR 2 games. Uh, And of course, we want to make sure you know that this is not a complete list by any stretch of the imagination. There's so many good developers out there that we will not be talking about today. but we did want to kind of focus on the indie side of things uh, because, I mean, you start going AAA and like we now suddenly that conversation is the entire video game industry. If we're talking like hybrid games, every single developer on the face of the planet could potentially, we don't know this for sure, could potentially be making a PSVR 2 game. So we figured we'd talk about uh, studios, indie studios who have made PSVR 1 games that we think have some serious promise leading into PSVR 2. Um and I think the first one, uh, I'd say we kick it off with with one of the most obvious ones, and that's, uh, that's there's a reason that the raw data trailer has been playing for the last two minutes. Uh, Serbius, uh, dude. T- okay, so this this is why I love this is why I love having you on the show, man. Because I think we've had um, I, I have I don't know your perspective at all on any of the studios that we're about to talk about, any of the games that we're about to talk about. Uh, so you want to give me a little rundown of your thoughts on Serbius? Like why why should they be on this list? Well, I mean, um, when I first started really getting into VR and started learning who the studios were and, and who were making the games, uh, I really felt at that time that Servios was the one really true standout that was poised to, to kind of be the leader as we head into the next generation of VR. Uh, because not only do they have a vast library of VR games, uh, but some of them are really good. They've shown an ability to, to land um, big, you know, properties, IPs from the entertainment world outside of gaming. Um, they have a lot going for them. Um, but, you know, if I'm going to speculate about where Servios fits into the next generation, the answer is I don't really know. Obviously, they're going to play a big role, but uh, their games in terms of quality have been very, very much hit and miss. Yeah. Obviously, raw data was good. Uh, you know, Creed and Sprint Vector, both very good games. Um, Westworld Awakening, I think, is probably their best game. And I don't think that one even came to PlayStation VR. No. Uh, but that, that was a very, very good game. Um, but then you have, you know, Battle Wake, was, which was just kind of all right. Um, the Walking Dead Onslaught, I would class as all right. But, I mean, they really shit the bed with that one, to be quite honest. That should have been a lot better. 
And then how do you know they took a lot of criticism for that? And how do they follow it up with a bubble bobble game in VR? So <laughs> yeah, I really don't know what to expect from Servios. Um, I would class them among uh, one of the studios with the most potential, uh, but they're also one of the studios with the most potential to crash and burn. So I really don't know what's going to happen with them, but I am very interested to find out. Yeah, they're a tough one to peg because yeah, the reason I wanted them on this list was because because. I, I do think that their future is very, very confusing uh, based on their track record so far. Because as you stated, they, they've put out some very, very good games. I think Sprint Vector and, and Raw Data are just phenomenal games, especially for how early they were put out in the PSVR lifespan. But but then, yeah, it, it just seems so obvious that they were they they were like downscaling the scope of different games. Uh, I think that the fact that they were putting out a Puzzle Bobble 3D game, meant they were like, hey, we got to kind of weather this VR storm. PSVR is pretty much dead. We've got to make we've got to make games for the Quest. Uh, and so they just scaled way back in terms of scope. Uh, and 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 I, and I do and I think that Battle Wake actually had a lot of good things going for it. Uh, you know, in terms of uh, especially in terms of controlling your 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 pirate ship or whatever the hell we were on the boats. Um, it felt really good. You know, you're not just pushing an analog stick or holding a button to turn. Like, you know, you're pulling up these big chains and everything. And uh, that, that to me, felt really good. And, I, and, I, and once you get the hang of it, like, it, and it's always those kind of, like, VRAF elements where, like, yes, they could have just mapped it to a button. But instead, they were like, oh, it's way more fun to pull these things. Like, that, those are studios that I feel like have some serious potential. They're the ones that like that know what gamers want, even if they ended up making a really shallow game out of battle wake. So I, I know at one point they tweeted out that, you know, that, that they are confident in, you know, PSVR 2's future or, or that's, I forget exactly what the wording was, but it made it seem like that's what their focus was going to be. And so I do think they're just trying to weather this, weather this storm, weather the, weather uh, this time where the quest is in the lead, uh, and you, you kind of have to scale back development. Um, and also that's the same reason why they're making, you know, why, why Puzzle Bobble had a flat screen version, why they made a flat screen version of Creed. You know, they're just trying to like kind of make money while they can. I would be shocked if for the, over the last two or three years they haven't been quietly making some really big next-gen VR game. Yeah, that, that would... Um... Uh, th that would make me very happy. It's it's weird with them because typically when you talk about these uh, indie studios that make VR games and you look at the progression of their library and you see a steady uh, increase in the, in the in terms of quality, like the games typically with these indie studios get better from generation to generation to generation um, or game to game rather, I guess would be a more accurate way to put it. Mm -hmm. But with Servius has kind of been the opposite, but then again, that they did have Westworld right in the middle there, which was, was very, very good. Can you, can um, you tell me a little bit about Westworld? Because, uh, you know, obviously anything that didn't come to PSVR, uh, I'm, I'm not going to have much familiarity with, and maybe, maybe our viewers don't either. Uh, it, it was obviously it was a um, it was fan service for the Westworld uh, television series on uh, HBO, and it's set during uh, the first season, if you will, of that show. Um, it, it features uh, very immersive environments, almost photorealistic graphics, um, very good character models. It's it's a it's one of those real realism type games. Um, it's a basically I would probably say it's a stealth game with some light puzzling 
to it. You're, you're trying to sneak through and not be uh, noticed by uh, any of the baddies that are out to get you. And uh, it's very, very heavily story driven uh, with uh, with the story that falls in line with the television series. It was just very good work. It was it, that game was the sole reason, well, one of the, the big reasons that I was so excited for The Walking Dead Onslaught. I saw what they did with Westworld, mm-hmm. and I'm a Walking Dead fan, too. So, like, I was super hyped to uh, to, to have a studio make a game that uh, shows not only that, that they're good at making VR games, but that they're aware of, uh, of what the fans want. And I think that that's a lot of the reason, a lot of things I didn't like about Onslaught was it just seems like they, they tacked on uh, a few generic uh, Walking Dead references, and it didn't <laughs> seem like they had been watching the, the television show at all. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the fact but, that uh, we, we know that they stripped out the multiplayer, that it was supposed to be a multiplayer-focused yeah. game, and then it was just, you could tell, like, the single player just wasn't cutting it. It, it would have been a lot more fun uh, p- playing that in co-op, for sure. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, you know, um, yeah, I don't want to speculate. I think we all kind of know why they may have, may have questioned their decisions midway through development and tried to uh, try to turn on a dime. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll leave that conversation for another day. <laughs> All right. Which brings us to uh, the next most interesting, as far as I'm concerned, studio to talk about when it comes to next gen. Uh, and that's End Dreams, who, I mean, most recently uh, kind of blew us away with Fract. Um, although, did they blow us away with Fract? Was that your impression? I love Fract. Um, I didn't love, you know, how much of it there, that there was. And, you know, I was a bit disappointed um, that there are so many opportunities here to, to add content to that game. Um, and, and like not just like the story mode, but other modes that they could add. You know, I often cite the example of the skiing sections in that game. Yeah. Some of the funnest parts in that game were skiing sections. They could add like skiing maps uh, with uh, with you know scored combat and uh, online leaderboards, and they could basically double the content in that game yeah. with a very fun new mode. And I wouldn't think it would take all that much work on on the part of the studio. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, the, the moral of the story is I absolutely love Fract. I wish there was a lot more of it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and, yeah, to double down, I mean, like, seriously, some time trial modes with, uh, you know, like, throw in some zip lines to, like, reuse big chunks of the level that you've already created, throw in some zip lines, k- kill, you know, a bunch of bad guys, boom, there you go. Time trials with leaderboards. Again, uh, not much extra effort in order to kind of, like, pad the, pad the game clock. But... What we did get was, I think, fucking beautiful. I think the art style proved that, like, not only uh, do they have some talented artists on the team, but they also have some technical prowess as far as, like, really pumping out the highest possible resolution on the PSVR headset with some really stunning visuals, like some stunning environments that that game was just one of the one of the best-looking games I've seen on PSVR. Um, and so, like, that game, the mechanics that they included with with the cover-based system. And of course, I always have to bring this up, that it's uh, the exact same cover system as Crisis on the Planet of the Apes, which was a terrible game. But this is actually a good game that used the cover-based system well. Um, you know, just adds that whole VRAF element to it. Um, that is super promising for next gen. 
but but just but to go so much further with this, it's like they've 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 nailed cover based shooting. They've they've nailed beautiful art design. They've nailed now with you know with shooty fruity, like they've uh, that that game was just so ridiculous and sort of innovative for a uh, for a wave shooter during a time where it's like everybody was sick of wave shooters, but still said you need to play this right. Um, like and then going even further back than that, they brought us the assembly, which was pretty damn close to a launch title if it wasn't. No, it was after launch, but it was soon after. And the assembly is you know absolutely like my kind of game where it's very point and click adventure style thing, very much a lot of puzzle solving, slow paced, whatever. And so I feel like this is a studio who's done tried tried their hand at everything and sort of succeeded at everything uh, outside of like their vacation simulator perfect. Uh, outside of outside of that man like i I feel like these guys are batting a thousand um yeah yeah and where do you think that takes them next gen like they've done a little bit of everything well i'm happy to say that i don't know that's the beauty (laughs) of it is that they've continually progressed they've continually gotten better like we were talking about a moment ago Mm -hmm. they've clearly put themselves uh in the next tier they're one of the top uh vr studios in the world now and uh, one title is vastly different from the last. And, and since you were going over the uh, PlayStation VR catalog that, uh, there, you might not be aware, but they did a title that was Oculus exclusive called Phantom Covert Ops, which yes. was one of the more immersive games on that platform. And uh, again, a totally original concept. It's a stealth game that you play entirely uh, in a kayak. So you're, you're, you're you're exploring like uh, a flooded base and you're paddling but there are stealth sequences there it's a shooter like like any good stealth game it could all go to go to shit and then you have to shoot your way out uh but a completely original idea uh one of the best games on that platform just like fract and just like fract uh really the only complaint about it was that it was too short so really um my biggest hope for end dreams going into the next generation especially now that we're hearing about all this new funding that's coming into the studio. I want a full feature length game from in dreams. That's what I expect from them. Just maintain the level of quality that you have right now. You know that they're going to find new innovative ways to use the haptics, to use the eye tracking and give me a full length uh, game. And uh, I'm sure it'll be one of the best games on PlayStation VR two. I'd, uh, I'd be willing to bet on it. Yeah, me too. Uh, I got to work my way through the tips to get to the the one that I want to talk about. And that, so starting with Nihilus, Ryan, the game feline with a $5 tip says, happy Wednesday. Um, just Nihilus, Ryan, just wrote Wednesday. I'm sorry. Uh, keep it charming, gents. Thank you so much. I don't, I don't know how to take that. Uh, now that we know the full <laughs> meaning of charming around here, uh, digital grizzle with the dollar tip says nothing, but we love you. Digital grizzle. Thank you very much. ET.2K9.now with the $5 tip. Here we are. says, what if Frax was just a taste of a larger game they're cooking up? for PSVR 2. Now, I kind of I kind of hope that like I kind of hope that it's more than even just that. I kind of hope that they're creating this full-fledged experience because anytime I read about Phantom Covert Ops, that's the trailer that's playing right now. Um, people always kind of refer to it as Metal Gear Kayak, right? And I was like, that's funny because that, that's cool that you have to infiltrate this base and whatever and kill a bunch of guys while you're in a kayak. And then I kept reading and watching video reviews and more footage. And I was like, wait a minute, you never get out of the kayak? Like, what the hell? And so I feel like with every End Dreams game, they've like nailed the thing they're going for, but then they don't do anything beyond that. And so 
my real hope for end dreams is kind of exactly what et.2k9.now said is that it's they kind of merge all these things together and they they get they like how cool would it be if like you're going down a mountain on skis then you get out on foot and then you jump into a kayak and then you go over here and then you're doing this and you're shooting these things and you're it's it, it just feels like they have made really great elements of a much bigger AAA game. Now they just need to shove it all together into one big, crazy, over-the-top espionage, like, stealth action game. And it's like, they've, they've already done the hard work of figuring out how all these things are going to work separately. Now they just have to mash them all together. I think they could do it. They absolutely could do it, and it's just a question of, uh, you know, how much time do they want to put into a development cycle and how much funding they have. And we know the funding's there now, right? Yeah. So uh, it's really just up to them, uh, up to the heads of that studio. I'm sure that the, you know, the artists on the ground level really want to sink their teeth into a project like that. It's just up to the suits to let them do so. And uh, I think they will. I think that they, I think that they want to be counted among the very best in VR. And if they keep giving us three hour uh, experiences, mm-hmm. then uh, I think that they're going to kind of get knocked down a notch. And um, the good thing is they're not just making one game. We know that they're doing two. So uh, they could be working on some kind of thing in the Fract universe and still be doing some other kind of big blockbuster adventure game as well. Uh, I'd be really interested to find out. And I'm going to ask him uh, this weekend. So. <laughs> Well, you know Jimmy Bowers, man. That guy is a vault. You, you can't you can't get any secrets out of him. I know it. I but know, I know. But that besides that, that being besides the point, that End Dreams is certainly a studio, one of the many studios who have sort of gone on record being like, we we're gonna be we're gonna have we have a triple A studio for for next gen VR games. Like that is their goal, and you know along with Cloudhead Games, along with who else, man? Like we. Uh, Fire Sprite. I mean, it just seems like a lot of studios have been using this terminology lately, and End Dreams is one of them. Uh, and so, again, people are getting sick of the short experiences, the short games. But I think if they can, if there's one studio that has it in them to make, to really put all everything they've learned into one big game, I think it's them. I, uh, I agree. Which brings us to an interesting inclusion on this list, man. <laughs> this is this is a very interesting inclusion. And if it wasn't for their last game, they wouldn't be anywhere near this list. And that's Sin Studio. Uh, you and I, dude, you and I both know firsthand that Sin Studio kind of had a rough go at it at the beginning. Uh, they brought us Wraith, which was a horror shooter. They brought us uh, The Perfect Sniper, which was, you know, very short i guess narrative driven shooting game i mean and then uh and then the absolute atrocity that was warzone first person uh first person shooter which i'm sure on pc was bad but when they brought it to playstation vr it was a it was a multiplayer game and they stripped out the multiplayer when they brought it to playstation vr and lucky for them they called it warzone which is essentially the video game equivalent of clickbait um, and so it sold a fucking shitload of copies because I'm sure people thought they were buying a Call of Duty game and it turned out not to be. Um, so luckily, Sin Studio made a ton of money off of a really crappy game and was finally able to bring us Swordsman. <sighs> I don't know if I'm happy with the way they got here, but they're here now. <laughs> and I do have a lot of faith in them for next gen. Uh, t- Wes, take over while I look for a good trailer to play. We can't keep watching this damn covert ops though. <laughs> okay, well... Well, the main thing that pops into my mind when I think about Swordsman, uh, and when I think about Sin Studio, first of all, uh, 
we already kind of talked about how these studios, the good ones anyway, tend to, to get better as they go along. And they've certainly done that. And they've, you know, made a lot of mistakes, clearly, but obviously they learn for them from their mistakes. And when I when I think about Swordsman and why it continues to be one of the more popular uh, titles, especially among PSVR players, uh, it's that they've taken this kind of uh, Hello Games approach to development where the development cycle never stops. This game continues to improve. They continue to update it. And even when they've got a, you know, an unabashed hit on their hands that is pretty much universally loved, they're still not afraid to uh, basically overhaul the whole thing and still make it better. So I think if for no other reason other than that, we can be confident that whatever comes from Sin Studio Next Generation uh, is going to be good. Even if it, you know, even if it's so-so at launch, it'll get better and it'll get better and it'll get better and, it, and it'll eventually be uh, very, very good. So uh, that's really kind of my take on, on Sin Studios. Like I couldn't believe uh, when, when Swordsman launched that you based on, you know, their previous work. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, obviously you had the, uh, the right thing in mind because, you know, it turned out all for the, for the best, huh? I mean, it, it turned out all for the best, but, uh, but, but I mean, we, I Are gave you frozen Brian. I think you're frozen in my discord here. Oh no, you're frozen in my discord. Oh, you pop back up. Well, you're frozen in my discord. <laughs> I, am, am I unfrozen now? Am I unfrozen? Uh, you're, you're choppy, but yeah, I can hear you. Uh, did, did you, did you at least keep my audio? Did you hear what I said? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, 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 th I, oh, oh, it'll be interesting to see what happened okay. because, uh, because if it was, I don't, I don't know, maybe if, uh, if my internet was having a rough spot, then, uh, then, then maybe everyone didn't, didn't see what I saw. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. It looks like uh, YouTube, YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, are we back? Let's, before I do all that again, <laughs> can I say, are we back? Yeah. I think, I think we're back guys. Every, everybody, everybody good in the chat. Everybody, okay. everybody happy here. Um, Always, always a tough okay, so, so, so the basic gist of what I had to say without going through it all again is that I think that Sin Studio will be uh, successful in the next gen because they've taken this Hello Games sort of approach to, to development where they're continually improving. And that's the thing I think about when I think about Swordsman is constant updates. Uh, and, you know, even though they've already got a, a pretty big hit on their hands with regards to the hardcore PSVR players. Uh, they're, they're not afraid to, to overhaul it in the name of improvement. And uh, I think that uh, whatever we get from them next gen, whether it's like the greatest thing on earth when it launches or not, I think it's eventually going to get there uh, based on the lessons that they've learned in the first gen. Yeah. Agreed. And you, and, and I, I don't know if you said, during your second time, but during your first time, you said you gave us give without parole credit for uh, for giving Swordsman a lot of coverage, despite the fact that that's um, true. Everything everything leading up to it, but um, but that was just because you know I try I try to cover everything, and uh, and I and I and I was hopeful for Warzone. I was like, oh man, you know, like any first person shooter that looks halfway decent, that you know uses the aim controller, this is going to be fun, and uh, and so I did. Uh, I, I did I did exactly the same thing for Warzone, and just turned out to be a really crappy game. So. Uh, so that that being besides the point, uh, what gives me faith uh, with with Sin Studio is exactly what you said. Uh, comparing it to Hello Games is uh, about the closest thing you can do. Uh, not because of, not so much because of quality, but because of their commitment. Um, 
And, and I do think Swordsman was fine at launch. You know, I gave it a 7 out of 10, and uh, maybe that was generous. Uh, but but over the course of the last year or whatever it's been, they have those, those non-stop updates have been nothing short of game-changing. And then to the point where they're still doing like massive overhauls. The fact that they're going to do this, you know, that they're working on this motion capture thing, the fact that they're working on predictive AIs for the uh, for your opponents so that the whole game just has like a different feel to it. Again, changing something that people are already very happy with. So um, so it's because of that. And it's, and it's, because, it's because of their commitment to, you know, their first real success uh, that I have a lot of faith in what they're doing. Uh, but also because I, I think that Alec and his team, which is growing, again, because of the sales of Warzone, but more specifically, uh, Swordsman, they ha- I think they, I want to be very clear because I, I feel like I'm friends with Alec and he's been on the show multiple times, but I'm not, I don't want to speak for him. I, I, and I'm, I'm very much speculating here, so I don't want to say anything that makes it sound like, oh, I know what they're doing because that's not what I'm going for at all. But I think that they're in the same boat that we are. When we play Swordsman, we think, man, this, these sword fighting mechanics are really good. But it would be, how amazing would this be in a much bigger game? Like, let's take this and let's use it. And like, let's, let's find it. Let's, let's place ourselves in a town where we have, you know, uh, where we have shops where we can buy items. And then we, and we can, you know, like, pretend, let's do a pretend JRPG style thing here, right? Here's your village. And then you walk out into the open world or, 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 a, or a dungeon. And now suddenly those, those sword fighting mechanics come into play, right? And so I, I think everyone who plays Swordsman is thinking the same thing. They're like, I can't wait till VR games incorporate what they did really well here into a much bigger fleshed out game. And it, in my head, the team over at Sin Studio is thinking the same thing. And I think that's where they should be with PSVR too. Take what works really well in their current games and just blow it wide open. I absolutely wholeheartedly agree with this because to be quite honest, uh, arena-based melee is not my thing. Like I'm not into to Blade and Sorcery. Mm-hmm. I'm not really into Swordsman or I'm not into Swords of Gargantua, any of that stuff because, you know, what I like about VR is I like uh, adventure. I like story. And, um, you know, Swordsman really benefited from the fact that there are no really ga- other games like it in the PSVR catalog, but at the same time, there are no, no games like the one you just described in that catalog either. So I think that they, uh, that that's an, if they want to stick with melee, it, you know, if they want to keep going down this road, I think an adventure game is the obvious choice uh, because, you know, uh, you know, even though there's no blade and sorcery on, uh, on PSVR, there's also no Asgard's Wrath. There's no Vengeful Rights. There's, there is no melee adventure on PSVR, you know, six years, five years in, or whatever it is. And uh, I think that's a very obvious path for them to take. And uh, clearly, they have the, um, you know, the, the know-how to get started on a game like that. And, um, yeah, I'm excited for... Th- there's not many of those games, period, in the overall VR catalog. And, uh, you know, it's PSVR catalog definitely sorely lacking something like that. So uh, I hope you're right there. I hope, I hope I'm right there too. Uh, we've got Waleed is now a game cat, specifically a white tiger rare with a Canadian $5 tips in the chat says I work in taxation. I work in taxation. Busy season is February to May. I hope PSVR two 
launches in Q4 22 and not Q1. Casual families who buy VR in Q4 might skip PSVR 2. Can't wait. Casual families who might buy VR Q2 might skip PSVR 2. Anything's possible. <laughs> that was, was a yeah, weird, strangely written, uh, strangely written uh, tip, though. I was had to read it three times. I think. I think what he's trying to say is is that he would like PSVR 2 to get out there before everyone spends their money on Christmas. And uh, I kind of agree with that. That's one of the things that really surprised me about your uh, your announcement of the, uh, the the time frame, you know, going in the next year. It seems like, well, you know, we don't need to do that whole conversation again. No. But uh, I was very surprised for a very similar uh, reasoning. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I mean, and, you know, selfishly, I just want it now. <laughs> so, you know, screw waiting until Q4. Why isn't it out now, Sony? Like, fucking deliver it. I don't care if there's one there game available. I'll take it. I don't care if I can only play my old games on it. I'll take it. I, this isn't a tip, but I do want to address it. PS5 4K gameplay said, I don't think we need three games cast per week until PSVR 2. I'm so burned out on games casts. Um, <laughs> I appreciate the honesty, bud. I really do. Uh, and, and, and I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to tell you the same thing I keep telling everyone else and the same thing I keep telling AJ and Wes and, and everybody. I agree with you. I don't think we need three games casts per week. But what I will say um, is that like this, this, this for me is practice. Everything I'm doing right now is practice. When I do reviews right now, it's practice. I'm trying to like streamline the way I do things. I'm trying to like get better at the way I do everything. And, uh, and basically like, because I think when PSVR two hits, it's like, I gotta be ready. And, and so, and so doing these games cast three days a week is sort of practice and making sure that my schedule like accommodates these things and getting, getting better, being able to do them without prep, without preparing all too much. Um, and so my, my suggestion is if you're burnt out on, on Gamescast, don't watch them all. <laughs> and I, and I, <laughs> and I know it's like, you know, very, uh, a very poor marketing on my part, but, but really, man, it's like, yeah, three days a week, man, it, we're not the only YouTube channel out there. So I can, I can totally understand if it, if it's a lot of content to take in. So don't you worry. I'm right there with you. Wes, yeah, Brian's very good about uh, about putting uh, the the episodes contents right there in the uh, in the the title line. So uh, real really easy to pick and choose. And you can wait till not watch them live. And because when GameCat Sci-Fi GameCat Henry sends me the timestamps, then you can just like kind of jump through and like see the the five second part that you wanted. Uh, but no, but again, I really do appreciate <laughs> the honesty, man. Like that, I, that, that doesn't hurt my feelings. I promise you, I, I'm right there with you. We just want to be better for when. The shit hits the fan, you know? Wes, we've got a very interesting uh, list of studios to still go through. And, uh, and and I say, if you don't mind sticking around for a few extra minutes today, I say we try to get through quite a few more of them, but we we, we streamline the process a little bit. You, you want to go through a few more? Yeah, do it. Yeah, let's do it. Do it quick style. Uh, I'm I'm down for another hour. That's not the thing, but uh, yeah, yeah. Let's let's hit it. There's a lot to talk about here. All right, man. Well, then why don't you bring up the next one because this one is all you. I don't think I was even familiar with uh, with the studio other than the game that we all know that they made. Well, the next studio that I want to talk about is a brand new studio, and I can say unequivocally that the project that they are working on, while true, it's not confirmed to be in VR yet is probably the single uh, most exciting thing in video games to me right now. And I'm talking about Eyes Out Studio. So who are these guys? Why am I so excited about Eyes Out Studio? Well, uh, those of you who have been following me for some time know that one of my favorite, very favorite PlayStation VR games was Here They Lie. 
Uh, pretty sure Hear They Lie was a launch title. If not, it was right around there. It was. And um, I, I look at that game as a piece of art. There's a lot of meaning in it. Uh, it's very dark. I love horror games. It's a very dark game. Um, it's a it's a gritty look at uh, human nature. And um, it's masterfully done, too. But the way they do it, it's like... It's like there's like tons of, of like violence and implied like uh, I don't know how to put it. There's a lot of things that, that you wouldn't think that you would find on the uh, the Sony store in that game. It's pretty. Perverted. But they did a very like, good. It feels it's very it feels fucked up to play. It's like there, you question your yeah. own, you question yourself a little bit while you're playing it. You're like, wait, why does that work for me? Maybe maybe just me. Maybe not. Maybe not everybody. But at, at some points, I'm like. This is supposed to be disturbing, and I'm kind of turned on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they do such a masterful job of walking that line mm. uh, to, to where it's just tame enough that it's acceptable for Sony to put on their store, and not only put on their store, but promote it as a launch title, you know? Um, anyway, Eyes Out Studio is a brand new studio that's headed up by the creator of Here They Lie, the, the person who dreamt up all this fucked up stuff is the head of eyes out studio and if you go to their website and you look at their team most of their team worked on here they lie but there's one very notable uh exception and that is his partner the co-head of the studio robin fink who uh is a um is a guitar player he plays guitar now for nine inch nails but in the past he uh, i think it was with guns and roses for a while a very well-known musician and uh they're talking about uh, making different kinds of horror games, a different, a new kind of horror game that's very uh, immersive, very audio centric. Um, and I'm trying to find uh, the quote here. I mean, I just went to uh, I just went to the website as you were talking about it, and uh, the the co creator, not not the Nine Inch Nails guy, uh, the other guy was involved in Spec Ops: The Line. Which that's right, amazing story. What, what was appears to be a generic military shooter on PS3 turned out to be anything but. Like what? A, what an amazing, amazingly well told story and really disturbing as well. So these guys, these guys have some pedigree, man. Yeah, they, they absolutely do. And uh, I do have a quote here. This is from an Engadget article um, where they talked uh, to uh, Corey, Mister Davis, when they announced the studio. He says. We, we want to create mind-bending experiences that cause you to question reality. That's what we're really excited about. We're all fans of horror, but specifically this kind of, it's a new and emerging space that doesn't just sit within the extremely violent and dark and terrifying, but also reaches into the vibrant and even surprises you with moments of bliss or self-reflection. Uh, horror has a lot of room to grow and when i hear talk like this brian i just get so excited <laughs> because i agree i've been saying all this stuff for many years only i'm not a game developer i can't make games but these guys are experts at it and uh, i just couldn't be more excited for this yeah and everybody in the chat agrees with agrees with you <clears throat> and is also a little concerned about me now from what i said uh which is you know <laughs> totally understandable but yeah this is this is absolutely the uh this is absolutely the kind of shit, the kind of people I want making my VR games because it's, you know, I mean, it's horror games. There's, there's paranormal activity and don't knock twice. And it's like, that is fucking pretty straightforward horror. Um, but, but it really doesn't hold a candle to the kind of things that here they lie did. And so 
that there's just a, an enormous level of creativity and and even the way the world is presented uh, in like mon- monochromatic uh, color scheme or lack of color scheme, I believe. Uh, and then this first time you see red in that game because you, you've been you're so used to walking around in this 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 sepia tone world that the first time you see red, you're like, whoa! I mean, it stands the fuck out. Um, and so, and these are just like small things. Never mind like all the all the crazy effects that they used uh, to really like screw with your perspective. These these guys just know that they understand horror in a, in a very much more cerebral way, I think, than a lot of people making horror games. Uh, so yeah, whatever they make next, I'm going to be paying close attention to for sure. Yeah the the control the control scheme is pretty horrible. Uh, it's a blurry mess. It's it's nausea inducing, and it's absolutely one of my favorite games. I love it so much. <laughs> Uh, I've probably finished that game more than any other in the PSVR library, with the exception of maybe Rush of Blood, which I've played a whole lot. But uh, I love I love Here They Lie, and I, I could I could talk about it all day. Uh, some of the uh, small nuances that a lot of people miss. I mean, there's a lot of stuff right there on, on, that, that smacks you in the face, mm. but there's a lot of hidden meaning. There's a lot of hidden details in the world that a lot of people just gloss over because of because of the the stuff that smacks you in the face and it's just so shocking that you kind of just uh skim over the the small details you don't see what's happening in the shadow so much when uh, you have a dog lady right in your face trying to uh to have sex with you or, or murder the zebra man you know yeah um <laughs> Sorry, I'm just reading some of the comments. You guys are great. Uh, Wally is now a GameCast, specifically White Tiger with the Canadian $2 tip. Says, love the three games cast as long as Brian is okay. Well, I'm never going to be okay, but thank you so much for the concern. I do appreciate that. Um, <clears throat> a lot of support in the chat for the three games cast, by the way. So, glad to see that. Uh, Will, Will says we need four. Will just wants to. Will just wants his own spot, man. Because he knows if I, <laughs> if, if I add a fourth show, he's, he's going to have to come on and be uh, my fourth co-host. So I, I, th- I think there's an underlying reason for all that, uh, dude. Yeah, like we just said, we need to kind of speed this along, and uh, <laughs> and, and I, I don't know if we're being successful at that. Interestingly, the ne- next uh, the next developer we have on the list is uh, is White Moon Dreams, who I think most people will know from Starblood Arena, maybe only. Uh, but the, but the fact is, they do they've done so so much more than that. Um, and uh, and they actually actually you you added them to this list even though I did an entire video called the secret heroes of PSVR uh, focusing all on uh, White Moon Dreams. These guys are these guys made games. Uh, Starboard Arena was way way ahead of its time. We just need to get that out there. Starboard Arena was way ahead of its time. Uh, the fact that like it, it really allowed you to fly around these arenas and and just kind of like weave in and out of the environment and, and spin on every axis and they really. They obviously they gave you motion sickness like options, comfort settings, but they really made a game for people who wanted to just be crazy in VR and kind of just and fly around and lose their shit and, and and kind of throw caution to the wind. This game was perfect for that. It's as close as we've gotten to a twisted metal in VR, uh, and the, again that's a game we've been asking for since day one, uh, and we got it, but it was too early. I think it's too early. Launched with a few problems. And, uh, and if it had launched maybe a year or two later, I think we'd still be playing this game. I think it'd be one of the best multiplayer games on the platform. Um, but it was just too early, and there wasn't, weren't enough users, and I don't think it sold enough. And Sony shut down the servers, again, way too early, even after, uh, I believe they gave it away as a plus game. 
Um, so we thought we thought there was going to be a second chance, but it never got that second chance. Um, so as as a developer, this is the game that people know about, but there's so much more than that. I'm I'm, I'm sort no, of throwing I, it I over to you, but I don't I don't know where your knowledge base is on this. I can't. Yeah, I can't speak on that. Uh, I will say that um, most multiplayer games in Gen One VR were ahead of their time. The, the VR marketplace largely hasn't been large enough to support uh, a big multiplayer experience. I mean, we do obviously have exceptions, you know, Firewall uh, being chief among them. Uh, but most multiplayer games, I mean, there hasn't been the market to sustain uh, the, um, you, you know, the, the, the server costs, or for lack of a better uh, a better term. But, uh, yeah, I, I added this to the list based solely on the tragedy that is Starblood Arena and the fact that it got removed. And the, I mean, the I, I would have, they could have left single player open, man. <laughs> and you could play against bots. I mean, that would have been something. Uh, but I completely uh, agree with everything that you said there. And when I start to think about what these guys could do with Tempest 3D Audio Tech, with, with the haptics, with the HDR screens, you know, with, with the eye tracking, with all the next gen stuff, and now a marketplace that's capable of supporting a uh, a multiplayer game. To be quite honest, I want I want I want a sequel. Like most of, most of these studios. I'm down with them doing whatever they want. Yeah. With White Moon Dreams specifically, I want Starblood Arena to come back in a big way now that the market has caught up to what they're selling. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I, I man, I, I think that there's a whole element of uh, of interactivity that they could add to Starblood Arena. Uh, where, you know, before it's like, yeah, if you had a HOTUS, great. Uh, if you had, um, you know, if you're using a DualShock, great. But I really do think that with the with the sense controllers, I mean, how much cooler would it be piloting these ships in zero gravity and, and actually having to like, you know, pull the thruster, hit this button to, to fire, you know, lock on with this button over here and like be actually reaching out and like, you know, like No Man's Sky, but blow No Man's Sky out of the water and like really feels that you have full control over your ship. Um, there's, there's so many... Uh, possibilities that they have with this game alone but just to add to that these guys are super talented like these guys don't get the credit they deserve because uh because what they do is a lot of it is behind the scenes where they're you know sony, sony goes hey go help uh pixel opus out because they're trying to get their concrete genie uh psvr mode done and and so so white moon dream steps in and goes hey let, let, let's help you out um no one was no apparently no one else was able to um to, to port Saints and Sinners to PlayStation VR uh, in in the time that it needed to be done in. White Moon Dreams steps in. They port the entire thing over. Like 90% of it was all White Moon Dreams. And then they and then they, they hand it back to uh, Scott Answer Interactive with about 10% left to go. They, Here you go. Like, we, we got you almost all the way there. You know? No, no splash screen. They didn't take the credit for it. But, he's like, but, but these guys are super-duper talented. And we give a lot of credit to Saints and Sinners as being one of the best uh, VR games on PlayStation VR or one of the best VR games, period. Obviously, Skydance made the game, but like it's no easy task, as you, as we've heard from a lot of developers, making these things work with the PlayStation Move controllers. But yet here we are. It's like psh, everything seems to work the way it's supposed to. Uh, good job, guys. Um, so uh, so the, I'm I, I feel like these guys have been you know quietly helping all of these flat screen games and VR games and just doing a lot of stuff without getting a lot of credit for it. And, and, and sort of waiting in the wings for their for their turn to really take center stage again. 
Um, and, and whether it be a Starblood revival, whether it be a brand new IP, uh, they were they were making a game on PlayStation VR one after uh, after Starblood. That was very much like a Metroid Prime style first person shooter that never saw the light of day because they couldn't get funding for it. No one was gonna. No one was. Uh, no no one was biting. Um, and so we never saw the results of that. Um, so a lot of talented people over there, and I, I think PSVR two will be their turn to shine. I agree with that, and uh, I had no idea about any of that stuff that you just said. That I'm even more amazed now and excited for uh, what what's coming next from them. You know that they're going to be showing up in a big way uh, for PSVR two. Now 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 that I'm educated, uh, <laughs> I'm even more excited. Hey, well, listen, man, you 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 taught me something today, and I taught you something today, so I call that a good day overall. Um, how do you feel about you picking the final? team from this list to talk about and and can and we need to be super clear on this we have like 10 more 10 more studios that we want to talk about but we are going way over our time um and we we can, we can always do like a part two on this if this is something that everybody wants to see uh see us talk about more well a couple of things one that's a great way to cop out so like now they don't know who was on the list and who yep. wasn't on the list yep. uh so i love it i love it uh, but secondly, how the hell do I pick, man? How the hell do I pick? I can see, I can see like, I mean, I need to talk about most of them. Uh, yeah, maybe we need to part two of this at some point. Uh, I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with Electric Hat Games because I feel like uh, this, this team doesn't get the respect that they deserve, um, not only within the PSVR community, but, but outside as well i feel like to the top is one of the best games in vr today in 2022 and no it's it's not like super graphically intensive or anything like that but they nailed the gameplay so well in this uh that it's an evergreen title you can pick this up anytime and have a blast on any platform with your friends there's a ton of content there's a ton of levels the music the soundtrack is amazing I mean, it's one of the best titles in VR, and I happen to know that they've been working on a follow-up for a long time. So uh, I can't wait to see what's coming next from uh, Electric Hat Games, and if they would like to hit me up and show me, I would very much appreciate it. Uh, spoilers, their follow-up involves, uh, Dan's going to hate me so much for saying this, a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> what? 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 Yeah, no. Um, what? <laughs> Well, I, I feel very fortunate that Dan is a member of our uh, of our Discord community and hangs out with me in voice chat. We we waste hours of every day together, hanging out and shooting the shit and talking. And so I've I've been privy to see uh, the the follow up to to the top, um, and it's looking it's looking like they've he's he's improved on every element. Uh, I think one of one of the things, as you already said, is it doesn't it doesn't exactly. It's not the prettiest game. Like it it, it gets the job done and it looks okay. But it's but it's certainly not what people talk about when they talk about to the top. Um, it's it's a little on the bland side. And one of the first things I I uh, I said when I saw Superkit was, wow, I love the art direction. Like I really like the way that they you know use colors in a much better way. You look at this trailer and you're like, oh, there's a lot of blues and browns in this. Not great, but but the uh, but the kind of like Neo Tokyo setting, um, which I don't know if, it's, if that's accurate um, of, of the sequel is is much more appealing. Uh, and, and there is a dragon game, but that's, <laughs> but that's more of a half running joke. Uh, and if, and if Dan is in the chat, maybe he can elaborate on that. There he is. He says, Brian, I hate you. What's up, Cerebral Frost? 
well, I'll say this. Um, <laughs> it was it, about a year and a half ago, uh, I had a friend share with me about 30 seconds of this soup, this follow up to super hot. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, obviously I can't say where I saw this at, but it looked one, it looked amazing, but two, I did not see any dragons. So no, I don't know. That's a no. new one on me. No, it's, uh, <clears throat> again, apologies to Dan, but it's, it, it's sort of a, sort of a side project, um, that derailed <laughs> a super kid a little bit. Um, We've got uh, Emily Baxter, hashtag the cartoony witch game kitten in the chat with a $2 tip. It says, cartoony games suck. Now the show is complete. I had no idea. Let me ask you this. Um, so I think with a lot of the studios we talked about so far, Wes, uh, we've, we've pointed to the things that they've done really well and uh, and kind of how the, those things can be adapted for next-gen games. Now, if we look beyond uh, the To the Top follow-up, we look beyond the Dragon game, uh, what, what, what do you want, what do you want to see electric hat games do? Uh, what do I want? I mean, I, like they, they're, know, they're not honestly, the kind of studio, like they're not, you're not looking to them to be like, we need a narrative driven, uh, third person adventure. Oh, from no. you guys, obviously. Like what, uh, where, where do you think they take want, this? Uh, well, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm not the artist here, so I'm not, I don't know where they're going to take it. Mm -hmm. I would hope. Uh, that we see something very similar to to the top. I would hope that we see, um, I mean, the, the obvious things, right? The things I love. I'd like to see a story involved. I'd like to see a campaign. I'd like to see enemies, weapons. <laughs> I mean, th there's so much to the top weapons is yeah. a great canvas for them to paint an epic game on top of. Right. Uh, whereas gen one VR was kind of known at, for tech demos, I think that, that they can take the tech demo that is to the top and build an amazing game with very similar mechanics to that. And uh, that's that's what I would like to see. I'd like to see an adventure, an action-adventure game from them, uh, which uses that kind of parkour, uh, parkour me game mechanics and vertical level creation, uh, you know, in tandem with weapons, enemies, story, all the things that I love about video games. And uh, I think that uh, they're absolutely capable of doing that. Yeah, to the to the top is <clears throat> probably, I mean, potentially better than Windlands too. When it comes to like first person platforming in VR, it's sort of the epitome of like kind of where I want that genre to go in first person. Um, and so yeah, so enemies and and power ups and anything else you can think of that is is an essential part of platforming, uh, I would like to see as well. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. I put it over Windlands. I put it over Stride. I think it's better than both of those in that aspect, you know. Uh, Cerebral Frost is saying, uh, <laughs> who's Dan from Electric Hat Games? Uh, again, thank you. He's saying, uh, uh, Dan, let me ask you this. He, he said, I sent you a link to the next trailer in Discord. You can run it if you'd like. So we could, we could actually be showing this up. Is this the same one you already sent me, Dan? Because if it is, I think I have it at the ready. Um, but I don't know for sure. For, for the record, Dan, when I, when I picked your studio, I did not know that you were such a, uh, active member of this community and that you were going to be throwing trailers at us. So, uh, nice to meet you. Glad you're here. <laughs> um, ba -ba -ba -ba. yeah, you know what? It's the same one. Okay. Crap. Yeah, I don't think I... Hmm. 
from here. Let me, let me just switch over to the hold screen for one second so I can kind of navigate sure. this a little bit easier. <clears throat> okay, let's see. I'm going to go over here. Yeah, let's, uh, let's, while you're doing that, we can uh, interact with the chat a little bit, which Ooh, is yeah. something I've been terrible at since I came over here. Uh, R-U-R is, is history says, are we going to get Rickrolled? You know, um, I allowed myself <laughs> to get... Uh, whoa, there's some sound. Uh, I allowed myself to get Rickrolled uh, on April 1st intentionally. I knew it was coming, but that friggin' song stayed in my head for three days after that. It was the biggest regret of my life. <laughs> That's good stuff, man. Good stuff. Okay, I see why I've got uh, sound in my ear. I've got a uh, commercial running on YouTube. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, sound, anyway, sound, um, sound is one of those fascinating things that when you're doing a live stream, you're like, can you guys hear this? Can you not hear this? I have no idea. <laughs> um, Voices in my head. <laughs> for sure. Okay, let's see. It looks like I got the uh, I got the link. It's downloading. So, so far, so good. Awesome. Now, the question is, is again, just like live streams are always so much fun, especially on the spot, is if you guys are going to be able to hear this when I bring it up. So, um, time to play with GameCat says Windlands 2 is amazing fun, and it absolutely is. And um, I think Windlands 2 kind of went in the direction from Windlands 1 that I want to see the, the To the Top follow-up yes. take from To the Top. You know what I'm saying? Um, I want to see a lot of that same sort of thing with the levels growing out, story involved, enemies, weapons. Keep the co-op, uh, although... I think that the uh, the matchmaking in the original to the top left a little something to be desired. Sometimes it's hard to find your friends in there. Wes, we're going to give this a shot. Okay, so everybody cross your fingers. We may right now be debuting uh, the follow-up to to the top called Superkit to the top. Let's see if this works. Fingers crossed, everyone. Let's do it. I mean, everything you want from a uh, from a sequel, as far as I'm concerned, man. Again, comparing it to the the trailer that's running right here, I think beautiful art design, and uh, but but yeah, I think this is I think this is going to be a whole lot of fun, man. This looks incredible. This is way way past anything. I said I saw it a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah, this is way way beyond anything I saw back then, uh, and it looks like everything that I want. Um, Man, that's incredible. I'm so hyped now. 
we, we're making news, Brian. This is what I told you, man. We're making news. It's awesome. <laughs> who needs who needs Ruth Bram to to get their gaming news? You know, we got the we got the scoop here, right? Yeah, we we got we got Tiffin here too, man. Like, send us some uh, some some Walking Dead shit. You got you got you got you to be competitive, right? You can't you can't let Electric Hat have the whole spotlight all to himself. Um, but no, so. Thank you, thank you very much, Dan, for letting us uh, kind of debut that uh, unexpectedly. Uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun, and it, it does. I mean, look at this; it looks so good falling from those kind of heights. Um, the the sense of scale, the sense of height, uh, like just that's something that to the top always nailed. And to see that it's you know doing it again in here with enemies, with combat, um, with a much better art design. Yeah, it's 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 everything I want from a sequel too. Dude. It looks like uh, a freaking Ratchet and Clank game, doesn't it? I mean, the art design is beautiful. Yeah, yep. Give our give our love to Shua, Dan, because uh, she was killing it. <sighs> Dude, you know what time it is? It is time <laughs> to play Twenty Questions. I would assume it's definitely time to play Twenty Questions. We're only about uh, thirty minutes past uh, past where we should be, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> yeah right no man i'm I'm a talker wes is a talker and uh when wednesdays might be the day that we go along for sure uh if you guys don't know every, every single episode of games cast three days a week even though that's too much for some of you uh we play psvr 20 questions and uh we put six minutes up on the clock the clock up on the counter the way that jeremy likes it and one of us takes the role of host that's that guy over there it's wes he's the host this time uh and he's he, i'm gonna have 20 questions to figure out what game He's thinking of, and I need all the help I can get in the chat. I'm going to bring up the clock. Wes, are you ready? I am ready. I'm not, man. I'm never ready for this shit. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how I ever get it right. <laughs> you ever. got this, bro. You all got right. this, bro. It was softball for sure. Softball. I like it. Does it have aim support? It does not have aim support. Okay, I'm making no column. No aim. Does it have? Is Would you consider it a puzzle game? Uh, no, no, not a puzzle game. Okay. Is there a lot of shooting in this game? Uh, yeah, there is a lot of shooting in this game, I would say. Yes. Okay. Uh, does it have full locomotion in the sense that you have full control over where you're moving and full actual locomotion as well? I don't know. I'm just saying, in my head, I'm thinking blood and truth, and I wouldn't consider that full locomotion. That's like node to node um, locomotion or something. When you're playing this game, you, there are no locomotion options that you wish for. I would call it full for the type of game it is. You'd, you'd call it full locomotion? I would call it full locomotion for the type of game that it is. <laughs> okay. I, I, I think I think I know where we're going here. Um is this game on rails? Uh, no, this game is well. No, no, the game's not on rails. I mean, you, you do get a move. You're you're not locked in. Okay. Flame hat. I'd love to ask if it has a platinum trophy, but that's the ones that don't. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, did this game? Uh, Does this game? Hmm. <laughs> uh, is there? Do you do any climbing in this game? Um, no. No climbing. 
And I, I want to revisit the, the on-rails thing, too, because, I mean, in a way, it kind of is, but you, you have control. I, I don't know. I wouldn't call it, like, a, a rail shooter in, in that sense, uh, but it is it is very linear. We'll, we'll say that. Has this is, is this game, I, I know you don't know our top 25 list specifically, but is this the kind of game that would definitely be a consider, in consideration for a top 25 list? I wouldn't say definitely. I'd say it's likely been on uh, past top 25 list. I would say that I constantly yell at my screen uh, that this game should be on a top 25 list. But no, I would say this is one that you guys miss pretty frequently. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Okay, so great game. Seldom top 25. These hints are not going to help me. Okay, I, I need to, I need to look at the the chat. You guys are gonna is it is this tied to an IP at all, like an existing IP? Um, not really. No, I, w- I wouldn't say so. No, there there no no. You you'll understand the confusion with that after we get to the end. But uh, okay. no, I wouldn't say that there's been any other uh, known franchises built around this ip but it depends on who you ask has this developer made other psvr games they absolutely have they have okay guys here's what we know so far there's definitely some shooting in this it's sort of full locomotion but the the there's definitely some confusion around that. These guys have made other PSVR games. It doesn't use the aim. It's not a puzzle game. Uh, it's not on rails. Again, I feel like there's going to be explanations there. Uh, it's a great game that we don't always get in our top 25 list, and it's not based on an existing IP. That's that's right. Uh, you know, there's a few people out there who say it is, but but I, those people are incorrect. There's no there's no proof of that. Uh, was this game made by Servios? Good question. It was not. Mm. Can't be I expect you to die. That's a super puzzle game, Betty. Um, good question, though. Um, oh, is there any multiplayer in this game? Good question, Betty. There is not. No multiplayer. Uh oh. No multiplayer. Um, is it? Mm, there's a lot of shooting, so I don't think it would be Theseus. Genetic blasphemy. Uh, uh, is this a remake of an existing game? Again, like before, it would depend on who you ask, but I would say no. There's no proof of that. <laughs> um. Is this a stealth game? Not at all. Crap. I'm running out of time and probably questions. Uh, you have uh, uh, you've 13, so uh, six and a guess. Uh, is there? Uh, do you control any vehicles in this game? You do. Whoa. Okay. Um, uh, is it dual shock only? Uh, yes, it is. Oh my god. Two seconds. Uh, uh, shit. 
Forget the clock. Take the rest of your questions. Is it is there a rhythm element to this game? There is not. It's got a banging soundtrack though. Yeah. I don't know, man. I gotta I gotta throw in the towel. I go uh Chat has it. The chat has it? Chat some people in the chat have it. I keep seeing Archangel in the chat, but that is 100% on rails. Yeah, that is on rails. That's correct. Um, they're yelling at me. <laughs> they Can't are. be Res Infinite. <laughs> There's no rhythm part of it. Oh, I'm totally missing, obviously. Uh, everyone's saying Archangel, Archangel. Battlezone? Is it, my Battlezone has multiplayer. I don't know, man. Just just Not tell me. I, the chat obviously got it before I did. Tell me, Tell me what it is. What is it? It is Polybius, Brian oh, Paul. Polybius. Oh, Polybius, most people would class it as a shooter. Yep. Although you're constantly shooting, but it's not about the shooting at all. It's about concentration and focus. It's about your path. Uh, is it based on an existing IP? Is it is it based on another title? Yep. Kind of. The, a mythical title called Polybius, but there's no proof of that. Uh, it's kind of on rails, but not really. I mean, you can move around. <laughs> There's no lack of locomotion. I mean, you can move in any direction you feel like you should be able to. Um, I yeah, went, I, I went through all the questions I asked you. I went through all the answers, and uh, and and I, and I have no objection. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, I yeah. can't. I, I can't try to weasel my way out of this loss. And yeah, and mm -hmm. and it absolutely is a top twenty-five PlayStation VR title that you guys miss constantly. I love that game. It's so good. One of these days, and maybe one of the next top 25 lists we do, maybe the next top 25 list we do, we need to get you on it so that you can see just how difficult it is because the number oh, of know. games I am so mad about that don't make the list every single time, there's easily 10 to 20 games every single time that I'm like, how did this not make the list? How did this not make the list? Yeah. And and, I, and yeah. I want you to come to the table with Polybius on your list and see how difficult it is to get it on there. Absolutely will. Nice. Polybius will be on there to the top. We'll be on there. Uh, catch and release will not be on there. <laughs> Pinball will not be on there. Corix. Corix will not be on there. <laughs> no, I mean, that's ridiculous. I, I love Corix as much as the next guy, but that's not a top 25 game. Although with you here, I can probably get quite a few more horror games on my list. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I well, it just to... it depends. It depends. If we're doing top 25, my favorite top 25, absolutely. Yeah. But I think you guys do like kind of like we do where you, you know, your favorites are part of the equation, but you also want to take into account what's popular, what's palatable to new players, you know, stuff like that. So like, like for, for example, I would never have Beat Saber on my top 25, my personal top 25 but i understand that beat saber is a big gateway drug for a lot of people and it, it plays an important role so it probably would need to be in the top 25 yep. uh it's just not for me you know thank you guys oh so much for being here today really really appreciate uh everyone who hung out uh, who donated who oh you know what i was just gonna say i was thinking to myself i was like i think there was one more tip and there was all the way back 
with Genetic Blasphemy, the abbreviated Dreams Cat, with the $5 tip says, you'll have to change the stream title to include that trailer. Great conversation, great trailer. Now I'm just filling up space. Duty doo Hi, cats. <laughs> That was a great tip. Uh, yeah, thank you, thank you to everybody. Yeah, I, might, I may have to change uh, the name of, or, may, or maybe we just keep it a secret. We say, "Hey guys, you know, like word of mouth style, make people watch Gamescast to like see yeah. that occasionally. There's some cool shit hidden here, but we'll see what happens. But yeah, but thank you guys so much for hanging out. Thank you uh, to all the cats out there who, who donated. Thank you to everybody who participated in the chat who tried to help me with 20 questions, even though I failed to listen. Apparently, I'm so sorry. I suck at this. Uh, and, of, and of course, to Wes, make sure you subscribe to Wes over at Virtual Strangers. Uh, shout out to Sci-Fi Game Cat Henry, who does all the timestamps for this. Jay Meow, who gets this show each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, even though it's too much for some, up on podcast services of your choice. Uh, and of course, to all the moderators who make my life infinitely easier every single day, not just over here, but on Discord. Sign up for Discord, click the link in the description below, and join Professor Lilith's Sunday multiplayer meetups, because you know you want to. I know I want to. Wes, Everybody wants to do it with well, other people. I got to ask you a serious question before we, before we end the show. I feel like cueing the cat, as adorable as that cat is, is very much an AJ thing. And so I think we need to come up with new ways to end the show on Wednesdays, or I'm sorry, West days and Fridays, and then and, and let AJ cue the cat every Monday. Um, so I agree we, with that. I agree with that sentiment wholeheartedly. Excellent. So for the first time in a very, very long time, we're just going to end the show without cueing the cat. And I apologize to Alberto Mapam out of the game Gato. <laughs> but thank you guys so he'll, much. He'll, he'll, he'll adjust. <laughs> he'll be fine. We'll get to it, man. We're going to find, we're going to find new inside jokes and all sorts of shit. Um, but guys, thank you everybody. We really appreciate you. Even the ones who sat back and watched the show didn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there and we love you just as much. Blink. Absolutely. We love you. Bye. I, the, the chat can't handle it. The chat can't handle it. Everyone's like, wait, what do we do without killing oh, no, the cat? Oh my God. <laughs> this is insanity. We've <laughs> thrown we've thrown the force out of balance, right? We've thrown the force out of dude. And everyone's like, oh, we're not we're just gonna only watch what we're only gonna watch Mondays from now on. <laughs> we can't handle this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if they do that, they're gonna miss out on cool shit like the new trailers for uh, upcoming sequels. Like new trailers for upcoming sequels. Good night, everybody. I mean, that turned out pretty well, right? I mean, that turned out about as well as that conversation could have turned out. Uh, we got to break news. That's pretty awesome. That's right. Good night, everybody. We love you all.